Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. The starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1, the sports animal. I don't know if we could ask more from uh, Santiago than what he did, other than, like I said, the turnovers and fatigue. There's no doubt he fatigued, and we probably should have got him out a little bit more than we did. Well, Vescovi Mania has taken over Rocky Top, right? Big performance from the product from Uruguay. We'll talk more about Santiago Vescovi as we kick off hour number two. Pulls by Heritage UT Practice Report. Tyler Evans and Will West and DSL. Eric Kane, you hear Rick Barnes there. Look, uh, they gave him a run for their money. By the way, social media, University of Tennessee basketball team still undefeated with that box score at the end of the game. Uh, Tennessee falls short against LSU. A lot of questions right now. You hear Rick Barnes speaking about his new point guard, and they needed somebody. They needed a boost of energy. Somebody had to replace those Lamonte Turner minutes. Clearly still a work in progress. Yeah, it's going to be a work in progress. And you saw a guy that is that is raw, a guy that was has missed all of fall semester, has been on campus for a week, was eligible just the day before, had, what, three days of practice, and came in there, and he – Tied the team with with points with 18. I mean, it's a guy that's going to be a work in progress. All of his points came from behind the arc, uh, but he did have eight turnovers, and that's just something you're going to have to take right now with the state of the Tennessee basketball team, the good and the bad. I mean, he's not going to turn the basketball over eight times, that being uh, Santiago Vescovi. But right now, that's just kind of where you are. Yeah. The thing that's a little nerve-wracking, and again, this one proved, he was minus 18, clearly a team high, and points minus when he was on the court, and plus minus when he was on the court. So, But, I mean, that that's the spark you were talking about, Tyler. This team needed something, and Santiago Vescovi provided it with 18 points. Is it is it bothersome to you guys that Tennessee did everything that they needed to do on the offensive end and still lost that game? Not a, look, I want to say that Tennessee lost to a better basketball team, but I don't know which LSU team that we got on Saturday, okay? Is this now them going to move forward and be the LSU team that we think is going to compete near the top of the SEC standings? Or is this an LSU team that just had a better game than they did three weeks ago when they lost to ETSU? Yeah, And that's not taking away from Steve Forbes' team. It's just when you've had six different teams be the number one ranked team in the land already, Will, you ask yourself, has any NBA, or has any NCAA team right now really found their groove? That's what I'm wondering. No, is this conference play as people found their groups. Well, I, but I would say this, though. We saw the Wisconsin game. We saw this game. There are problems defensively that we didn't expect to see with this team. There are problems offensively with this team because they're not going to shoot 13 or 26, but maybe nope. one other time again this season. Yeah. 26 is too many threes, but if you're hitting them, throw them up. Um, the thing is, they hit those outside shots. They gave shots to Fulkerson and, and Pons, which is something we've all wondered. Why in the world aren't you getting these guys to basketball? They did it. They still got beat. And the problems defensively that we saw against Wisconsin... Uh, I don't know, maybe even we're, we're, we're amplified against LSU in this one. And so that's the concern that I have for the Tennessee basketball team moving forward is what do you do defensively? Isn't it funny that we're always asking this question, though, after Eve Pons has a strong performance? Pons drops 18 and he plays. Did Pons play the entire game? I think he played all 40 minutes, right? 34. Okay, okay excuse me. So Pons played 34 or 40 minutes. 
So Pons now looks like that he's going to be taking a bigger role now that they're starting to shift some of the minutes around and the role playing is going to have to start being expanded. I guess Tennessee fans, you look at it two-sided. One, yeah, it's a difficult loss, and now people are starting to get frustrated because it seems like this team now is going to have to, on the run, get their act together. But then you start seeing emergence of a Scovy. You start seeing Pons maybe look like he's hitting a stride that's going to help Bowden out, try to kind of kick him in gear. I don't know. If you're a Tennessee, t- if you're a Tennessee fan right now and you see that they start off the SEC 0-1, they had a tough loss against Wisconsin. I don't know. I guess Tennessee fans are just not used to seeing this much losing like they have over the last two and a half years, and then you're going to start seeing frustration creep in, and I just unrealistic phone calls start hitting for 2020. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. Well, the problem is this. We start acting like we start treating college basketball team, the college basketball team, like it's college football team, and it's fire everybody. Why can't he get it Bingo. done? He just got that big contract and instead of realizing what college basketball is. Um, Jordan Bowden, though, one of 12 Doing too much, doing too much, doing too much. Like, he's a really nice player. I still think he, I agree with you, Tyler. He's the best player on this team still. Kaner, I, that, that's one thing that you look at and you say, one of 12, what do you do here? One of six. It's been like he had the one game against Jacksonville State where he was four of 10 beyond the arc. Other than that, he's not shot well in about a month. No, he hasn't. And this is the guy that Rick Barnes has said repeatedly throughout the stretch. And he's a guy that if the shot's there, take it, take it, take it, take it. And I'll, I'll revisit something you said earlier in the show. Well, at some point, you got to say, well, the shot might be there, but you're not knocking him down. It, it's not a good shot if you can't hit it. Yeah, try, try to impact the game in another way. And and, and Jordan Bowden's not going to be this bad for this long, uh, but right now he is. And you're right, you have you have shots. I mean, John Fulkerson, who's really carried this team for a lot of this season, to be completely honest, he didn't have his best game Saturday, but he only had seven shot attempts. Fulkerson's got to get over 10 a game, at least over 10 a game. And, and then work yourself back to the free throw line. This team, only five free throw attempts in the entire game. You don't lose many games where you have 18 assists and the opposing team has 12, though. And yeah. Tennessee lost that game. Yeah. Uh, also uh, outscored 32 to 18 in the paint as yeah. well. So, again, uh, a little bit of progress. I mean, obviously, Santiago Viscovi came in and provided a spark. You got to take the good or you got to take the bad with the good right now with Vescovi. Again, keep in mind. Uh, only on campus for a week and only had three practices under his belt, but obviously came in and uh, he's. I was trying to fish for Vescovi earlier in the show when I said who's Tennessee's best basketball player. No right chance. Now. I was trying to fish for you guys, but I love Fearless. I love the guy. Will just stare down yeah. the devil and go. I'm going to keep throwing these threes up. Now he can't hold on to the basketball. That's going to have to get cleaned up. But even when we were listening to the Vol Report uh, back in hour number one, you could tell he said running up and down the floor trying to catch his breath and yeah. trying to get to the speed of the NCAA game. That was a struggle. But you know what? Good for him, man. Sometimes you just got to hit whenever it's on 20, blackjack style, but eventually 21 is going to keep coming up for Viscosi. You know what? You hit on it, though, right there, Kaner. You said it right. Points in the paint. The difference in this game was the difference in the exact point differential and the points in the paint, right? The turnovers were there, and there were too many turnovers, and LSU 19 points off turnovers, 9 for Tennessee. But that those points in the paint, that's what matters. And some portion of his points off turnovers came in the paint because yeah. you're you're driving right to the basket on a, on a fast break, going, you know, breakaway going the other way. Hmm. Um Tennessee's got to figure some things out defensively, though, too, here. And I, and I don't know what happens. Look, with Vescovi, it's a short sample size. It's one game. Let's see what, if he can continue to do it. But right now, because I mean, look, he's not going to end up being a, a cross between Luka Doncic and Chris Paul for the rest of the season, right? No. But <laughs> I think, no, but if you put... If, 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 if you put the baby together NBA style, that's exactly the that's, way that's I look what, at that's it. That's what it looks I like. See, I see Luca, and then all of a sudden I was like, man, who does he remind me of? Chris Paul is like, well, oh, he it's does like remind me of Chris half Paul. half of each of them, there you go. I, I will say this one. I, I cover football. I played football not on the level of Tennessee. I get it, but I know Did football. You? 
basketball, I mean, I just cover the sport. Okay, you're more of a basketball, you both are more basketball guys than I am. Is his shot release too slow for your liking? Is that something he's going to have to change, or is that just him? Uh, it, it's something you can work on and yeah. get done. Okay. You know, right now, if you give him that shot, he can knock it down, and that's that's a threat that he has. Yeah. So it's it's can you space the floor is a lot of what you're looking at. And and you're right, at some point in time, against, like if it was, it was an elite team, and we're talking about the difference in a Sweet 16 and a Elite Eight run or a Final Four run, yeah, that would be something that would bother me. Yeah. Right now, it's so far down the list. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's it's he has the threat of if you back off of him, he's going to knock that thing down in your eye. So you better not back off of him. And, that, and, it, and it helps you space the floor. Tennessee basketball back in action tomorrow night at Missouri at 7 o'clock. Today's UT basketball practice report brought to you by Pools by Heritage. You can get your pool started now from design, construction, to maintenance. One call can do it, 947-7527, or visit Pools by Heritage at poolsbyheritage.com. Am I the only person who felt a little frustrated with the game against LSU, but it wasn't because of the play on the floor? Well, you just brought it up, points of the paint, I have a real problem of watching Will Wade or hearing him on the floor microphone trying to get his team lined up and him just flat out coaching. Will Wade is still on the floor, and you have a guy like Euros Plazic who's not even playing for Tennessee. Well, okay. I'm not trying to NCAA soapboxes this but at morning, the same but time, the let's, frustration let's be level. Can okay. we, can we have, be completely honest? What's the argument that Euros should play? I want him to. That's it. There's no other argument besides Tennessee fans want him to. There's zero argument. It's more of the argument of, I don't have an explanation for Euros, and I don't have an explanation well, for Will Wade. For Will Wade, and it just feels like we're still being left out in the cold. And you just sit there and you go, "It's not that hard to give Tennessee well, fans or basketball fans an answer." To, to the point, the the problem is that you let twenty guys with no argument get a waiver. That's and the then point. You chose there's at, at, at Euros and that kid from Maryland. You just, that's where you decide to draw the line was right. on those two guys. And then we went right back to not allowing the, anybody else to just people with no argument whatsoever. So like. Letter of the rule, Tennessee doesn't have an argument that Euros should be playing. Right. Except that there are 25 guys playing right now, big-time college football, college basketball in a power conference sure. that have no argument that they should be playing, and they're playing. So the, the problem is the inconsistency with the NCAA, right? I just don't want to watch a sport where I feel like I'm living in the wild, wild west. Yeah. Where somebody can just walk up with a gun in the middle of the OK Corral and just go, I'm the law dog now, pew, pew, pew. And I say what goes. Well, it's, explain what I'm. Explain the reasons why we are where we are. It's nothing matters. And right now, Bill Self still coaching. Sean Miller still there, coaching. Yep. Will yep. Wade still coaching. The kid that he gave the strong bleep and offer to was the kid that lit Tennessee up on Saturday. Yes, That's smart. And 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 look, I hate to say it, two Coach, years in a row he lit Tennessee up. Coach K still coaching, and and we know Zion got paid. We know that. So we 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 know Zion got paid. We know Marvin Bagley got paid. Like these guys are all still coaching. Like, so we'll wait. At least we have it on. Like, he's dumb enough to not create, have an assistant go handle it for him. So you have plausible deniability. Yeah. Like that, because he's a control freak. But yeah, the fact that Will Wade's on that sideline is an absolute disgrace by the NCAA. 656 9900 1-866-656-9900. Still so much more we have to get into. All leading into the game coming up at 8 o'clock. That's right. You can officially get things kicked off on Monday with your first victory of the week. Mike Keith joins us 8-15 to talk about the Titans upset in Foxborough. Still so much more to get into before 9 a.m. Here on 99.1 FM. You're inside the starting lineup here on Sports Radio WNML. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. Third and goal at the four. Kirk Cousins play action. Floats it for Rudolph. Back left corner of the end zone. Leaping two-hand grab for the touchdown. And the Minnesota Vikings have shocked the New Orleans Saints in overtime. 
26 to 20 as Kirk Cousins finds Kyle Rudolph for the game-winning touchdown. That was Kevin Kugler on the call. Westwood won Vikings over the Saints in overtime because of that play right there. Kirk Cousins to Kyle Rudolph, 26 to 20. The final score, the afternoon contest, Carson Wentz went down for the Eagles. The Seahawks took advantage, winning 17 to 9 to advance on to the divisional round. In college basketball on the women's side, Lady Vols came up short yesterday on the road at Kentucky, 80-76. to Renaya Davis scored 27 for Tennessee, but Ron Howard, a game-high 37 points for the 13th-ranked Wildcats in the victory. In the NBA, Memphis defeated Phoenix 121-114. The Lakers topped the Pistons 106-96. And on the ice, the Ducks outlasted the Predators 5-4 in a shootout. The Tennessee Lottery is proud to have raised more than $5 billion for education in Tennessee. Let's get a check of the roads with Pete Michael's traffic. Here's Sherry Bigler. I'm Mary Kane. Well, you say you won't, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? I don't care what anybody says, and I'll fight you until we both have to take a second to breathe. Ricky Gervais might be one of the funniest guys right now on the face of the planet. Ricky Gervais crushed Hollywood last night. If you didn't see his opening monologue for the Golden Globes, goodness, there was was a guy that does not care. Now, like, so in the UK, Ricky Gervais can do whatever he wants to. He does a podcast on BBC Radio, and it's huge. He does, uh, and they turn it into a television show that's animated on HBO. He can do a show when he wants to and just decide, I don't want to do it anymore, even though it's successful after a couple of years. If you don't need to live like you're a super, like you're Jay-Z, and you're a multimillionaire, like, you know, actor... You can live a pretty good life, right? And, and you aren't beholden to anyone. And man, Ricky Gervais just hammered Hollywood about yep. how they'd like to use the award shows for their platform to talk about whatever topic that they want to talk about politically. Let's be very real. I didn't want to hear somebody give me my opinion back that's in Hollywood in the middle of an award show. I'm not there for that. Also, I don't, why would I listen to you on that stuff? It's ridiculous. And Ricky Gervais just hammered them for it. Fantastic stuff. It was the laugh that I needed to finally send me to bed to return to work for the first time since December the 23. Which then leads us into the first full strength show you have of 2020. Good morning, Tyler Ivins, Will West. Halfway home at 656-9900. Who knew that January the 6th, one week before the college football playoff national championship game, was actually going to be a mark on the calendar that you probably needed to pay attention to because coming up at noon today, Nick Saban and Tua Tunga Viola are going to sit down. They're going to have a press conference, and Tua is going to make his long-awaited decision regarding whether or not he's going to enter the NFL draft. Look, here's the thing. You've got a junior quarterback, Will West, who's considered to be a possible top 10 pick. If he's to leave school early, but there's a lot of questions to just how healthy he is. You talk about the hip injury, the comparisons to Bo Jackson, how far along has science come. I think a lot of this has to do, Will, is where you look at where the current NFL draft standings are, at least the position of who's going to be drafting where come Vegas in April. You have four more teams that get added to the list, clearly with the eliminations. But right now, Will, you ask yourself, with Cincinnati at one, the Skins at two, and Detroit at three, teams who could possibly be jockeying for either A, a future quarterback, or B, somebody who would trade up to try to get a quarterback for the future, do you believe that there's not going to be a lot of drama drummed up? Tua clearly is going to sit down next to Coach Saban today at noon in Tuscaloosa and go, this has been great, but it's time for me to get paid. I think he's coming back. Really? Yeah, I do. I think he's coming back. And I think otherwise, why wouldn't you just release a statement? Hey, thanks, Alabama. I've done this. And maybe you want to do the 
presser, and that's fine. I, I just, it's weird to me to do that. The thing with two is this. Where does he land? Because reading McShay, Kuyper, trying to read as much draft stuff about it over the weekend about, about Tua, mm-hmm. um, you get everything from, like, Kuyper said he still has his business, number three prospect in this draft. And he said, look, if all medical signs, like medical teams are going to want to have their own doctors look at his medical records and, and check him out. But he said behind Burrow and behind uh, Chase Young, two is the next guy. And that's with the injury. McShay said if he's healthy, I would have Tua over Burrow, but, I, but he's not. So he has him at number 12. Tua said if he's a top 10 pick, that would be too hard to pass up or be really hard to pass up. Maybe even a top 15 pick would be hard to pass up. So I'll ask you, do you believe Tua's a top 15 pick in this draft? Yes. And that's why Tua's going to announce that he's leaving for the NFL draft today at noon with Nick Saban standing beside him. I, I hope someone tells Tua you need to do that. He's a different guy and his family's different, right? Um, so that, so that, that's why this is kind of weird to me. It would, to me, the right business decision is play, you've played your last down of free football if that was my kid out there. I'm NFL draft guy. I get excited for the simple things that not a lot of people do. I love the NFL draft. I love NFL schedule reveal day. But to me, I'm going to be in Vegas this April for the draft. I'm going back out there again. I love the draft. That's my thing. But there's not going to be a lot of drama drummed up. I know Burrow's going one to Cincinnati. I know Chase Young's going two to the Redskins. Here is where things could get intriguing, but it's down to two guys. The Lions are taking either Andrew Thomas from Georgia or Derek Brown out of Auburn. Yes. Just let them make their decision. Judy's going to your boys at four to the G-Men. Yep. If the Dolphins don't want Tua, guess what? There's a team at six in the L.A. Chargers that might need a quarterback after Phillip Rivers. The Carolina Panthers, who are apparently looking for somebody after Cam Newton. And then you ask yourself, does Jacksonville want to get into the cards now whenever Nick Foles seems to be not the right answer? Somebody is going to want to trade up if Miami doesn't want him. But the point I'm trying to get at, clearly the Dolphins at five need a quarterback of the future. Tua waiting there, top five guy. This is an easy decision for Tua to make. Plus, we don't even know if he's can be able to play football at 100% Tua Tonga Viola level ever again. I, I don't think he falls past 12 to the Raiders. No chance. I, I just whatsoever. think Gruden's going to pull the trigger there, right? And if he does, he's not falling past 14 he, to the Bucks. So let me ask you a question right now. Just in the hypothetical umbrella of Tua and trade, you're the Miami Dolphins, and you already have three first-round picks guaranteed. Do you open I'll up? I'll take him at five. I take him a five. Okay, so you don't try to open up no. for business and try to acquire future first round picks and go. Where's your largest offer? I mean, I already have three, right? Right, but maybe you need an extra for twenty one. Can you get crazy and maybe get a fourth one in the back end of this draft? The problems. I think that guy of health. He's a generational talent, right? I think right. he's Peyton. I think he's Luck. I think he's that. Sure. And so is man. I mean, what? What? what think about the, how good Deshaun Watson is, right? Yeah. Tua was better. As a college quarterback, he was. Think was about he? how good. Yeah, think about how good some of the the great quarterbacks we've seen that are in the NFL. Yeah. Two was better than Mahomes. Two was now the key is can he get the same level of coaching that they've had? Watson's fantastic, and when he learned to like he struggled throwing left. Yeah, right. You know when he was in college. Once he got the pros, he fixed that immediately. Um, so a lot of that was Deshaun Watson needed to, didn't have to develop in college, and he did develop the second he got to the pros. Tua was better than these guys. I mean, Tua's. The, the tough part with Tua is his games. I've said this before with Landon Doan talking on the. It's like a Brock Lesnar wrestling match. It's not a normal wrestling match when Brock Lesnar's in the ring. Tua, sure. as a quarterback, when he's out there on the field, it's not a normal football game when Tua's there because everything changes, right? Because of the way that he goes about the game. Can he learn to get the ball to his hands quickly? Because he's so accurate and he's so good with his footwork and he hits everybody in stride, uh, shirt pocket plays. Like Bobby Scott has said, and I'll just. 
Bobby Scott hates Alabama so much. Hates them. <laughs> this is true. And Bob, like we would have to like not have it on whatever Alabama game is if we were in studio or we were on on remote somewhere because Bobby would look at two and just be like, I can't believe he's doing this. How is he doing that? He said he's the most accurate passer he's ever seen. Right. And it's a college player. Bobby played a dozen years of pro football, right? And, and it's been around them all. So I I I just, I just think he's that good. So if I'm the Dolphins, I'm not going to roll the dice that somebody else is coming along. I'm not going to say, well, I can just go get Justin Herbert unless I'm not completely comfortable about the the hip. And if I'm not completely comfortable about the hip, I get d- saying I'm open for business. And just for that reason, with all the question marks, that's why you have to get your payday now. Because could you imagine if something more severe happens to you next year playing free football because you feel like you have unfinished business, and then next year you have to go toe-to-toe with Trevor Lawrence, who's already penciled in as the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Yep. 656-9900, How well did Eric Kane do over the weekend writing five burning questions? I haven't picked up a W since before Christmas. Buck stops here, ladies and gentlemen. We do it on the other side next. Tyler versus Will on 99.1 FM, the sports animal. Six five six ninety nine hundred. One eight six 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 five six ninety nine hundred. Tyler Ivans, Will West. Good morning. Welcome into the starting lineup. Eric Kane, please fire away for the first time in twenty twenty. This is five burning questions. Head to head, toe to toe, mono a mono. It's time for five burning questions. Brought to you by Life Safety Inspections, saving lives one extinguisher at a time. It's not just a motto; it's how we do business. I want the smoke. Let's go. All right. So, should pass should offensive pass interference have been called on Kyle Rudolph on the final play of yesterday's wild card round game? Absolutely not. Look, I feel sorry for what's happened to the New Orleans Saints the last couple of seasons, all right? The trials, the tribulations, they're a good team to cheer for unless you're an NFC South team. But can we just stop making them kind of like the, oh, shucks, sorry, I hate it. Look, that was a bad... That was a bad draw up defensively for the New Orleans Saints. Give credit where credit is due. Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, that team locked down the New Orleans Saints. Can we not? This should be more about the Vikings beating the Saints, not the did the Saints get job. Let's give it a rest already. It should have been called. It should not have been overturned as an egregious call of pass interference by the review official. That wasn't enough for me to say the review official needed to step in. But had you thrown the flag there, he committed pass interference. And in a spot like that, you commit pass inter- offensive pass interference. It should be called. So it should have been called. It just shouldn't have been reversed. Does the NFL overtime rule need to be changed? No. What are we going to do? I mean, the only option is for you to sit and play. Say we're going to play seven minutes or ten minutes or something like that. And then whatever the score is at the end, that's what it is. If you don't like it, if you're the Saints, stop somebody. Right? I that's it. Stop somebody. Don't keep them out of the end zone. Play defense. That's half of the game. And right now we just want to see another offensive possession. That's why we're saying some, you know, it needs to be changed. I was fine with the sudden death rule. But if you want to say because of where kickoffs have changed to make him score a touchdown, that's fine. But it doesn't need to change from here. To me, it's simple. It's NFL overtime rules. You have four quarters to try to win the game. If you don't get the ball because of a coin toss, I'm sorry. Win it in the regulation. We don't have this conversation. Today is Jameis Winston's 26th birthday. If you were the Bucks, would you bring Jameis back to be the team's starting quarterback? Yes. Look, I know the jokes of 30-30 are out there. Jameis Winston deserves one of the 32 jobs out there in the National Football League. He's a scumbag. He's a dirtbag. Guess what? The guy can throw the football. Is he ever going to be the MVP of the league? No. 
How many quarterbacks out there right now, Will, are going to give you 5,000 passing yards in the league? Not many. Not many. Nah, it's look, but Bruce Arians was the best case scenario of a coach for him, and it still didn't work. You still went 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's too many, and I don't want him on my team. He can't be a leader, and I hate to say it, the National Football League, the quarterback, the intangibles do matter. He doesn't have them. I don't need him there. I can go get somebody else that can give me similar production if I give them that level of volume. No, I would move on from Jameis Winston. Also, you're going to have to pay him more than $20 million a year, and I'm not handcuffing the salary cap to bring that in as a player. It's also it's also National Bean Day. Which four beans are on the Mount Rushmore of beans? Ooh. Important topic. Um, <laughs> of course, it's green beans. are going to start the thing out. That's the go. Green beans, pinto beans, because beans and cornbread, that's what's up. Black beans because of the way that it's been introduced with the burrito places, the Chipotle, <laughs> the things like that. And then a controversial selection I'm going with here, lima beans. Lima beans are delicious. He, he They're surprisingly high in protein. They're a little high in carbs, but you know what? If you're actually getting your lifting on, you don't have to worry about that. This is really simple, and if you're going to steal my burrito bowl thunder here, black beans, you go one. Pinto, you go two. I guess because green beans will make a boy grow, I'll go three with that. But number four, wait for it. This is what you're going to love. Kidney beans. Kidney beans are delicious. They're solid. They are delicious. Now, all this noise about, I, I can't believe I didn't put the chickpeas in there or soybeans, but those are really good too. But black beans, because of what they've done with the burrito bowl, no doubt. Number one, it's the gold medal. Don't even question it. All right, so we asked this last week, but after another loss, is this a lost season for Tennessee basketball? No, it's not lost yet, but I believe there would be more noise about the loss to LSU had Tennessee not won the Gator Bowl against Indiana. If Tennessee drops the ball tomorrow night on the road in Columbia, Missouri, there are going to be more people complaining on Wednesday, which they don't need to. Rick Barnes said it best, stick with this team, let them grow. There was a point in time where Schofield Williams and the rest of the guys who graduated last year had to grow. Again, calm, patience. I know you don't want to hear it, but please, everybody chill out. There's still plenty of season left. Yeah, no, it's it's not a lost season yet. It's it's trending that way, but we know in a college basketball season how quickly it can trend the other way. So when t- if Tennessee figures some things out, they can still get themselves into the NCAA tournament. Uh, and if you do that, and you can also build on this thing for next year because you're playing so many uh, young players. So maybe it becomes a foundational season, but I'm not ready to give up on this season just yet. That's how it works, boys. I'm sorry, your kidney bean take was wrong. You're both wrong on that. If kidney beans are good, but kidney beans are a replacement for black beans. Those two are interchangeable in your burrito bowl. But kidney beans are good. They're, it's a good bean. Did you say lima beans? Lima beans. Lima beans are underrated. No, they're not. That, that's disgusting. I can eat lima beans four days a week. I love lima beans. eat your lima beans. They're delicious. Nobody else out there likes lima beans. Delicious. Cater, when was the last time you had lima beans? Uh, The first time, or the next time will be my first. Yeah, you've so never, you wait, go. you've never had lima beans? There you go. I believe so. There you go. Really? Because that's a smart decision. Keep in mind, too, I was, I'm like Josh Ward level picky, or at least I was growing up. So, so. Do, do you like, okay, are you like Blake Hatfield, the former producer of Sports Talk here, now working with Charlotte Motor Speedway, where you're just like chicken tenders and fries all the time? Oh, growing up, as a matter of fact, I had that for lunch yesterday. Growing up, that's all I ate. Okay, you were, you were kids' milk guy? I, I, I was that guy. Okay. Yeah. But, but I will, hey, I've grown a lot. I eat barbecue now, I used to not touch it. Wing, I used to not eat wings. I'll, I eat wings now. So well, I've gotten better. Well, we can't do things in popular culture on this show. Who still embarrassing you? though? There's sometimes that. the three of us. There's three of us sitting in this room together. And we were just like, where and what planet did what were you raised on? We're like foreign aliens to a lot of people out there. <laughs> uh, Chip, life safety inspections, bringing it again in 2025. Burning questions. Yeah, lsitn.com for life safety inspections. Most likely, there's fire extinguishers in your home or in your business are made in Mexico. Have a 30 percent fell rate, and you know it. It 
Look, Lysanti Inspections can get you into a less expensive model made in the U.S. of A. with a .001% fell rate. Protect your family. Protect your home. Life safety inspection. I still can't wrap my head around it. How did the Titans go to Foxborough on Saturday night and pull off that W? There were no points scored in the second half until the pick six that officially sealed the fate of the New England Patriots. Can they carry it over Saturday into a matchup against Baltimore? This weekend, better said. I shouldn't say Saturday, but this weekend against Baltimore. Mike uh, Mike Keith's going to tell us more about it coming up in the next 25 minutes. Not only that, but Titans fans, pretty excited heading to work this week. I'm sure there's quite a few of the... uh, the navy and baby blue the face paint that's probably still stuck in your hairline from face painting and tighten up this past weekend. I know Eric Kane, I don't know if that's going to come off for a birthmark now, but the Titans fans amped up after a big weekend victory up in Foxborough. Lots more to get into over the next hour plus at 656-9900. Tyler Evans, Will West. Eric Kane now has our next Tennessee Lottery Sports Minute. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. All right, we'll start on the ice. The uh, Predators fell to the Ducks in a shootout, 5-4 to four, around the NBA. The Association Clippers beat the Knicks, 135-132. Minnesota fell to Cleveland. Excuse me, Cleveland fell to Minnesota, 118-103. Memphis took down Phoenix, 121-114. And the Lakers topped the Pistons, 106-96. Women's basketball scores, of course, Lady Balls came up just short against number 13, Kentucky, 80-76, despite Renaya Davis's 27 points. Elsewhere, number one UConn had no trouble with SMU 80-42. Number two Oregon beat down Utah 88-51. And fourth ranked South Carolina defeated Alabama 93-78. And in the men's game, number 14 Michigan State defeated number 12 Michigan 87-69. 20th ranked Dayton top St. Joseph's 82-67. The Tennessee Titans, or excuse me, the Tennessee Lottery is proud to have raised more than $5 billion dollars for education in Tennessee. More Tennessee Titans talk, 815 with Mike Keith. But right now, let's check in with Cherry Bigler, Pete Michaels Traffic, here in about 15 seconds. Good morning. I'm Mary Kane. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. Final segment of hour number two, the starting lineup here on 99.1 FM. Ricky Cutting promos, CM Punk style, pipe bomb, boom, done. Yeah, this is going to sound weird. I'm such a huge fan of the U.S. version of The Office. I've tried to go back and watch the original version of The Office, so maybe because I'm not so caught up on the loo and uh, Josh, you know, that, like maybe just because of the, you know, the, the different language barrier. I tried so hard. I I'm can't. with you. I watched a couple of episodes. I'm like, so I, I can't. I, I admire his humor and him so as an actor. I, was like, I just can't get through it. I, so, so the thing with the, the British office is it's meant to make you uncomfortable. Did you ever watch uh, Extras, that show he did? No. no. It was so good, but it became like it went in a weird different direction. Like it's, but it's very, very good. If you get a chance to watch it, it was on HBO a few years ago. You can watch it on like Amazon that was a very, 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 very good uh, show, if you get a chance. And the, the, the Idiot Abroad, did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Where they send this guy, Carl Pick- Pilkington, that was a producer with their podcast, who's just this kind of not, like, he seems polite, but he's kind <laughs> of an idiot. And so they would send him to different countries and put a mic in his ear. And they would tell him, Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais, different things to say and do while he's in China. 
and stuff like like. Sounds you like a good way to travel. Y'all oh, want to do that for me? It was magnificent. Okay, yeah. you're not this dumb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't know this any, bad. Yeah, nobody knows anybody. We don't know anybody this dumb. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was like if if you took bad takes, Andy, and lowered his IQ by forty points, but made it more polite. Oh, that's what you get from. That's what you. That's what an idiot abroad was. It was incredible. <laughs> Uh, a couple things I need to pass along for you uh, from Saturday night in Foxborough. Uh, let's go with the plus Titans here. Derrick Henry became the first player with 200 scrimmage yards against a Belichick coach Patriots team in a playoff game. Not to mention, at the same time, he set the franchise record for scrimmage yards in the playoff game. By the way, Derrick Henry is only 26 years of age. There you go. The Tennessee Titans also knocked off the New England Patriots. That's the early exit for the Patriots, which is going to end the streak of eight straight conference championship appearances. That was the longest in NFL history. I'll add to it by finally saying this. Will, can you recall the last time that a AFC championship game was going to not feature the quarterbacks of one of Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, or Peyton Manning? Like oh one or oh two, something like that. Probably. No, actually, no, no, a hundred percent. Is that what it is? Two thousand and two, the AFC Championship game featured the Tennessee Titans, but they fell to Rich Gannon and the Oakland Raiders, forty one twenty four. That was the last time the AFC title game did not feature Roethlisberger, Flacco, Manning, or Brady. Can we go around the room here quickly? Is the Patriots dynasty over? Yes, yes, yes. Over. It's yes. not just a matter of we'll retool. Interlocking hands, pray, thank you so much. It's over. This Jets fan, it's done. Kaput. Walk on. Dust off the DVDs. You've got to revamp that offense. And so was Brady's, so you, you, do you let, what is, what, did Brady play his last game in New England? Uh, I, I know the popular answer right now is to say yes. I don't think so. I, I think he'll come back. And I think he's got at least one more year left. But, I mean, aside from Brady's production was not typical Brady this year. But aside from Brady, I mean, you got to get some you got to get some weapons here. Well, you can't just have James White be your best yeah, weapon. you got you to get some yeah. weapons. I mean, it doesn't matter who's back there at quarterback. you got to get some weapons well, out. And, and here's the thing. Hoodie, he gets a free pass sometimes because he misses more than he hits on. He just will pick up guys off the scrap. He can get it done the offensive line. Nikhil Henry, injuries, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Muhammad Sanu, a second-round pick, didn't work out. Sony Michelle, first-round pick. Hasn't worked out. Yeah, the banking on Josh Gordon for yes. so many years, you know, and bringing in Antonio Brown. Yep. <sighs> Boys, do you want me to ruin this for you? Yeah, to go ahead. Rob Gronkowski is coming out of retirement, and they're going to be back in the Super Bowl next year. He's lost so much mass. I don't think so. Well, you know what? He's though? lost 25, 30 pounds of mass. But will well, you've talked about it? How many times does it take just for you to for hit the gym and everything's fine? You put Gronk back in the gym for twenty five. 30-some-odd weeks, get him ready for what's going to happen for the next push next year. All of a sudden, Gronk's got his Barry Bonds elbow pad on, and he's crushing people, and uh, the Pats are back at it again. He's on that Julian Edelman TV 12 program, well, wink, wink. That's fine. You can, Look, I, until I actually see Brady walk off the stage in Uggs and say deuces, or at least five no, or six, whatever. Right. It's, like, it's like Michael Myers in Halloween. Until you until the closing credits roll, you yeah. don't count out Brady and Belichick. What, did the kid, what does the kid say to Jamie Lee Curtis? You can't kill the boogeyman. Nobody can kill the boogeyman Damn. in Halloween. Nobody can get rid of Tom Brady right now. And as much as I want to say they killed it, it's over, it's done, I would say that Drew Brees has a better chance of retiring before Tom Brady does. And Do I asked really? flat out yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't. I can see Brady walking away because he has so much going on. I also think he hates Bill Belichick, and I think Belichick hates him. And they worked together too long, and I think Brady's at a point. I believe that the, all the reports from Tom Curran and from uh, Bob Ryan that Brady is thinks, hey, I'm at a point right now that I need you to stop dog cussing me all the time. 
And Belichick's not going to do that. But he's put up with it for two decades yeah, to I, go elsewhere for one year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would go. I would, if I were him, I would go somewhere else. And especially if I wanted to prove that I that it wasn't just Belichick, because I wouldn't want to deal with having to get dog cussed all the time. But I don't think he does, and I think he it leaves a bad taste in his mouth. I think they work it out for one more year, and they come back with some type of revamped offense. Uh, more likely to happen. Tom Brady returns for another season as the New England Patriots quarterback in twenty twenty. Will the Tennessee Titans defeat Baltimore this weekend? Tom, Brady, Tom Brady, Brady returns. Yeah, without question. Brady Tom back. Brady returns. I think it's more likely than not that Brady's back with the Patriots next year. But I don't think it's off the table that Brady goes somewhere else. I don't think he himself said it. Probably not going to retire. Start bench cut. Little teaser for hour number three. Tom Brady is starting at quarterback for the Patriots week one. Tom Brady is starting for another team not named the Patriots in week one. Tom Brady sitting on his couch at the start of week one. I will start Patriots. I will bench other team. I will cut couch. That order. Yep. Do you want to play the game? 656-9900. 1-866-656-9900. Your chance to score. It's happening to kick off hour number three of the program. Titans fans, you'll hear from the play-by-play voice. Mike Keith coming up at 815. Can the Titans get it done this weekend in Baltimore? And how did they get it done in knocking off Brady and Belichick in Foxborough Saturday night? Hour three of the starting lineups next on 99.1 FM. You're listening to the Sports Animal.